Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Reasonably Newsworthy. This is one of your hosts, Deadeye Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Steady Steve. How are you doing today? This, I'm just letting you know this is my last podcast because uh, you wouldn't let me host. Oh, let Steve host? Is that, that going to be a hashtag? I am mad. It's yeah, let's say, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a hashtag, let, let Steady Steve, let Slacker Steve host. Hey, I can do these every other Thursday night ones. How's that? Yeah, at your convenience. Uh, I like to hear it. Uh, <laughs> well, there, ain't, there ain't much else I can do. I'll turn heel. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll be the I'll be the heel in this situation. Why don't you just fire me and get it over with? Nah, I don't want to I mean, do that. You bring too I mean, much you, to the podcast. I mean, you did raise free. you raised my pay to get me to come back. Yeah, I did. You're like yeah. Brock Lesnar for the WWE. I pre- <laughs> raised your rates to be a part timer to show up only when it's ever it's convenient for you. And you always try and get the title belt. You're just like Brock Lesnar, actually. You're trying to get the the host position from me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if 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 Berkey Brian Burke from oh hockey hockey uh, hockey Central at noon can come back to the NHL to be president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins, then I'm going to take over this podcast. Drop There's all one Pittsburgh for the, Penguin players, fantasy yeah. hockey players. Oh, ain't you got one? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, you, I do. You, I got yeah, you do have Malkin. I do. I got Malkin. Yeah, you need to. You need to be careful. Put him back out there on the waiver wire. No, I ain't putting him on the waiver wire. He's starting to light up. I don't know why you'd want him anyway. He's a South, uh, a, 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 an American player instead of a Canadian player. The chance of a, the chance of a Canadian or a, uh, an American team hockey player actually suiting up in a game, is getting slim. Yeah, it seems about that way. As, as the NHL is now canceling. Uh, Wow, 50-some games. We probably ought to look that up. You're faster than I am. Uh, <laughs> the three American conferences, I think, are into the 50s for canceled games, maybe even 60 by now. Uh, you care to postpone. care to guess? Yeah, yeah, or you postpone. postpone. You ca- yeah. care to guess how many uh, uh, northern division on the all-Canada team division well, I know. is uh, canceled? I, I, how, many? how many? entire team is Canadian, so yeah. zero. Zero. That's right. I wonder why that is. Oh, wait. They, it's because Americans don't follow coronavirus policies. Well, it's not even that. It's Canadians take the coronavirus a little more seriously than the American side does. True. And uh, that's, uh, you know, that's the way it is. Yep. So, uh, yeah, take we're serious, seeing folks. that work out. You, you will get this over with a lot quicker. And if you don't like the political nature of that statement, I don't care. Um, let's get into <laughs> well, films, though. Why do you got to bring that stuff up like that? Here I was trying to be a little more politically correct. No, you and didn't. It, and you just got to go on blast. I didn't go on blast. 
I said I, all I said was follow. I heard what you said. Follow the procedures that are in place, and this will be over a lot quicker because I'm sick of doing it. And if I'm you want sorry. your films he, to come back to movie theaters, then we need to start getting this thing going. Well, I'm not even for certain. Otherwise, we won't get to see great films like Greenland in the movie theater anymore. And why we missed out on that one in the movie theater. You know how awesome that would have been to see on the big screen? You know how how awesome that would have been? Actually, I saw it on my big screen here at the house. The CGI for the the distance shots was pretty sketchy at times. I'm not really slamming Greenland as a a film. You know, I'm just saying some of that CGI work was something. Yeah, we'll get into uh, that in a little bit. That's one of our movies so. we're covering today. We're covering okay. a couple of films, uh, both of them, weirdly enough, uh, movies that uh, probably would have normally been a theatrical release um, and ended up being uh, kind of straight-to-video, red-box kind of rental movies. Uh, we'll start off with Shadow in the Cloud. Wait, wait. wait. Can, can, are you in that big a hurry? Yeah. I had a question. Okay, what's the question? Okay, the question is, I listened to your podcast, excellent mm. podcast, on the mm, terrible yes, film, it, it was. Psycho Gorman, Gorman, uh, the other day. Psycho Gorman? <laughs> yeah, Psycho, well, it's, it's yeah, the Gor- Gorman. Like a George Gorman grilled? <laughs> well, yeah, that does look kind of like that. So, uh, I listened to your excellent podcast, and yes, you was. and Mike had a question for me. Do you mm. remember the question during the podcast? Uh, I'm assuming you're going to tell me what the question is. The question was, do you think that I would have allowed you to watch that film whenever you were 12 or 13? Uh, oh, yes. I don't remember phrasing that as a question. I remember thinking... You did. Well, what, okay. I think it was actually Mike that said, do you think Dad would let us watch that whenever you were 12 mm. or 13? I think was the question. Okay. So, so what's uh, your opinion? What, what would you have done? Heck no. I think you would have... I really do. I think you would have. Um. Okay, so uh, l- let me say this. We would have rented that film, and you would have been allowed to watch it. What, I don't know. I think you realize it now. You probably didn't realize it at the time. I would have watched that film before I let you watch it. No, I, I know that. And, uh, and not, then, okay. And I would have that. watched it with you. Yeah. Again. And uh, that way, you know, we, we would have not had issues. It, it, even at 12. You are correct, though. That is, you got to, it depends on the family, on your kid dynamic. Yeah. And my only point to really bring that up with is <laughs> do some research. Yes. Parents, please. Oh, do not yes. take your kids I don't to mean see to... uh, Pet Cemetery, the yeah, remake in that. the theater. Yes, very true. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. We talked do about that research. a little bit yeah. recently where... There's no excuse for this stuff anymore. And as a horror fan, yes, it sounds great to have some clout to say, yeah, I took my kid to go see Pet Cemetery in the movie theater. Don't be that guy. Come on, man. Yeah, they, they, they left crying. Those children didn't make it halfway through the film. And we're like, wait, who brought kids? Yeah, no. <laughs> They're probably in mental health facilities now. Come on, man. They're probably okay. They probably just pissed themselves overnight, and they had to clean it up, and they had it all coming. And (laughs) from there, the psycho Gorman, I I would have, uh, I would have looked at and screened. I think you probably would have been an okay film. You probably wouldn't have watched it by the title, but if you happened to see it, I think you would have let us watch it. Is all I would have asked. I would have took the time to look at it. Of course, you know that would have been before. 
uh, you would have had the benefit of uh, uh, IMDB. I don't think I was using back then. So I would have watched it to screen it to try to figure out why it's such an R rating. And it don't don't make no mistake now, the film does earn an R rating. It does. Uh, it, it's got it coming uh, with some bad language. And, and It's really not all that bad language. And, and not, not too bad. Some bad language. And most of it's and, like frig and crap. Like, yeah, and, and a lot of gore. But yeah, and, it's and, and at its heart, though, the film really is a, is a kid's show. Uh, it, 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 then that's part of its charm. It is of how gory it is, but yet it clashes it still with it. Has that, yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah. part of the it's the funniness of the film. It's yeah, the, it's cute. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not not out here saying that Psycho Gore Man should have been rated anything less than an R rating. Don't hear what I'm not saying. All I'm saying is, I think kids would get a kick out of this if they're like preteen, thirteen, you know, era. They're probably good to watch yeah. it. But, uh, of course, you know your kids better than I do. Because, frankly, I probably would get annoyed by your kids. So uh, very, <laughs> keep them away true. from well, me. Well, I mean, you have, to understand <laughs> that you have to understand your kids a little bit. Some are going to have a problem with this film because it is pretty pretty graphic. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's comic graphic, but it's still graphic. Well, to a so kid, gonna... it depends on your development. Because at that, yeah. at that age, you're developing. So it depends on how developed your mind is. To some kids, that's going to be horrifying because they don't understand the satire. You know, your mind hasn't developed enough to, to catch the satire of those moments. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, depending on how advanced you are, you know, definitely. I don't, I don't, there I don't, are, we're, there this are. is the psych, kids' psychology podcast, to be fair. No. We're not here to have... I guess that was the start of the podcast until the action cast came around where it became a drunken brawl of a, of a comedy show at this point. So that's yeah. where we're at. That's I'm where just our saying, podcast pretty, pretty, decent, pretty decent film, though. And mm-hmm. you, you can actually can take some life lessons from the film Absolutely. for kids to learn from. Uh, anti-bullying. Uh, you know all kinds of good stuff. You know, don't so let your don't film. let your really eccentric sister boss you around too much. Otherwise, yeah. it'll yeah. it'll end up bad yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, especially if she happens to get the Infinity Stone or whatever the heck that yeah. thing was that was controlled. Yeah, it's, she's Tom man. Brady to, yeah. to control. <laughs> Speaking of which, Tom Brady now has his Infinity Gauntlet. Did you see that uh, party that they had in Tampa no. Bay? Oh no. man, they had a party. Uh, Tom Brady threw a, threw the Lombardi Trophy from a boat to another boat. I mean, another completion from the guy. I mean. Oh boy, that guy's gonna be in the grave and still making passes. Uh, dude, I yeah. hear you. I, I don't know. I don't know how the dude does it. Um, a good time. Good. Good Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, for ads. me and for you especially, and me because we were the only two that I knew of around that was actually. Yeah, I, 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 I felt bad okay for Chiefs of fans. City won. I felt bad for Chiefs fans during that yeah. game because that was not. There was so much drama around that game, and don't get me wrong. I think Buccaneers deserved to win. Period. I think they were the much better team, even aside from the excuses you can make about the game. They just played like they, like Tom normally does in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, as as for the the game itself, it was hard to watch. The O line couldn't keep keep him off of Mahomes. He was doing everything he could to run away from him, and apparently playing with turf toe, which he's having uh, surgery on now um, before the season starts. Um, that was my, that was my, hard to watch. My problem was is that Kansas City did not adjust. They came no. out 
to intimidate and play some smash, smash mouth football. I don't have an issue with that. They tried to but, blues it. Uh, they tried to yeah, take a that, blues note freaking yeah, page of the right. book, and then when the penalty started rolling, they didn't stop. They just got they worse. Correct. And <laughs> eventually, the, the refs were just looking for stuff to call. Yeah. And it started catching up with them. And exactly. there was a call or two that probably was a bit shady. But, it's but overall, that, it's their fault. The, they they yeah, brought the, the attention to themselves. Yeah, uh, they didn't adjust. They yeah. had to adjust, and that's on coaching staff. Also, I had uh, and I'm not. I it don't watch a lot of football coaching. anymore. I'm sorry, Andy Reid's usually a good coach, but he so, did he uh, did a terrible game calling. That. Maybe that tragedy with his son was weighing into his mind. I don't um, know. I have no doubt that it was. That was another yeah. just long line of, you know, different yeah. things that went into that game. It wasn't gonna materialize for him. I I hope it makes him a stronger team moving forward. And I think it will. This is what I wanted to add was a let's put the reality back in from these guys who on in before the season started or oh we're gonna win seven Super Bowls with this team. Let's simmer it down. You got beat by a forty what, forty three year old man. Yeah, I think he's forty two. And uh, on a on the, the team that he's played the first year, not only that, and now that's a interesting enough statistic on its own, but I've watched enough Patriots football to know that everything about Tampa Bay is the very opposite of what what goes on in Tampa Bay, which is a high-flying passing offense, which is the opposite of the play of the Patriots. So it's incredible what he did. So um, you know, this, I know this isn't a sports podcast, but but uh, uh, I basically, if you're going to talk football with me, the first question I'm going to ask is going to be, do you think? Tom Brady is an elite quarterback. And if you say no, I'm not going to listen to you at that point. I'm going to go, okay, <laughs> it's not worth my time to talk with you about football as you've never watched it or paid enough attention to understand the sport. Uh, so I'm not being pompous. I'm just saying we're just going to vastly disagree on a topic and it's not going to end up well. But uh, Okay. Okay, well, uh, now let me ask that, though. Uh, are you open for debate? And we're not going to debate that here. Are you open for debate on who the greatest quarterback to ever play the game is? I could debate it. I could okay. hear it out. But I don't okay. believe there's an argument. I, I, don't, I don't think there is at this point. I, I believe there is an argument for that. Uh, I'm not saying Brady is not elite in any way. I never have. And you have to factor in seven championships and ten Super Bowl appearances. You just can't. It's part of the equation. But there are quarterbacks that are statistically better. Statist- oh, uh, yeah. No, if you're looking at just sheer so, wild statistics, sure. Yeah. But uh, what I'm what I'm saying is if you watch the games and you watch how he plays, and I've watched a long time how Tom Brady plays, like being a Patriots fan, I've seen it. That dude plays like nobody else does in the playoffs. I've never seen a quarterback play like that in the playoffs. I he, think you'll find that some of the old, if you had the time to go back and watch, like, say, Joe Montana, he had the same – the same thing uh you know his teams were good were really good he had good players around him but montana young both played for san francisco both elevated teams in and elevated themselves for bigger games mm-hmm. uh those quarterbacks uh were uh, are the ones you know and there are others that, yeah, there's that a lot. were able to put their their team on their back and carry them through the big games Brady is not alone in that. The difference is, is I think other quarterbacks did that on a much smaller scale. They didn't win six or seven championships. Uh, yeah, I just, but they won championships and had long careers and, at their age, and their stats are better. 
I mean, I just, yeah, stats are better. But to another degree, though, the I'm not going to get into it too much. This will be a, an episode for our podcast whenever we do a sports one eventually. But, and again, I do want to say I'm, I'm only throwing that out. Yeah, I, I'm only saying that because I, I'm not. I don't watch enough football. I, I I'm only saying that he's no doubt an elite quarterback and is has to be considered in the argument for the greatest quarterback of all time. You, you yeah. Know. If you're not there, then then we're yeah. uh, we're not going to so. talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right on that. I also noticed getting back to some movies. Are you ready to get back to some mm, movies? Absolutely. You watch the I, I, excellent. Our audience is more ready. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They might have liked that little sidebar. I hope so. I hope but uh, you, uh, you also watch the uh, excellent films, Cry Wilderness and Reptilicus. Mm. We've talked about both of those. But I see you went back to the well for some uh, horrible cinema that well, would hey, be considered that, that were covered on this. Yeah. Yeah. We, we I watched a whole bunch of Mystery Science Theater. I'm still going through of it. Um, <laughs> You know, Beast of Hollow Mountain. You know, Avalanche. You can't give up on that one. Uh, the Time Travelers. You know, I, um, let's see here. The the Love of Hercules. I mean, you can't. You you gotta include all these films here. You know, um, no, I, Cry Wilderness is one of the all time greats of so bad it's good cinema. And if you know anything about us, that's at that point we loved that. And um, Yes, watch Cry Wilderness. It's a, it's on a Vinegar Syndrome double pack, which I really need to buy because I would love to have that movie. That is A grade, um, yeah, something. <laughs> it's some bull. Yeah, I, I, I would also point out that yeah, I was thinking that watching those, I saw a trailer for a film today that we have to watch. It is man, does it look terrible. It's called Shot Sky Sharks. Oh man, I want to watch that. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we'll yeah. be down so, before probably next weekend when you're off on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll spring will, for the money. Will, uh, but it says it. deep in the ice of the Antarctic, a team of geologists. If, and this sounds like thing to you, you're right on the money until now. It says, uncover an old Nazi lab still intact where dark experiments occurred. And they made sharks. Uh, I have no idea. They fly. They're, They're Nazi sharks. Um, they, it's, <laughs> it's included with the Nazi subplot. Um, of course it is. Um, it looks glorious. I, I saw, <laughs> saw this. It's actually available to purchase on DVD. And yeah. I very, oh, yeah? strongly considered it but my paycheck hadn't come through otherwise you bet your ass i'd be on that film <laughs> that film uh i saw that and i was sitting there laughing at that sherry did not find any humor in that uh, she goes she goes well if you want to get it just get it I said, no i mean why in the world would i watch this trash and not have some other guys here to watch it this is yeah, exactly. that film is going to be something yeah you've, but either way you've got to have you know, either friends or beer. Those are the only two things you can I think have you have to have both. <laughs> Probably both. Yeah, both yeah, is the be best recipe. Now you're cooking with Crisco if you got both. But <laughs> one or the other is, is decent. If you don't have either of those things, you're beat on that film. Don't watch yeah. it. <laughs> oh. 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 So, yeah, that's, yeah, I saw that trailer. And that's Oh, that's just... Oh, it's That's glorious. glorious. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We thought the same thing, man. I, I got to get that movie. 
Yeah. Well, I still have this trifecta of shark films we need to watch. We'll, we'll double feature it with one of those. I'll, yeah. I'll bring it down. I'll, I'll have to get it and bring it down. Uh, well, we can get it on. Uh, it's It wasn't that expensive to buy. Oh, it was like uh, 10 digital, bucks, so. I think, on DVD or something. Yeah. So we'll see. It's we'll, we'll figure it out. Either way. But, man. All right, what are we going to talk about today? What, what are your regular movies? We're talking first about the movie Shadow in the Cloud mm. starring... Chloe Grace Moretz, um, very very famous actress. Uh, she's been in a lot of good stuff, uh, most notably here recently that uh, Greta. Uh, she was great in that. Um, the director of this is Roseanne Lang, um, who is a uh, international director, uh, Chinese New Zealand uh, film director, um, and this movie deals with a low budget about as well as you possibly could. It goes okay, so we're gonna. Take a movie on a on a plane, have very stylish neon you know lighting, which you know obviously you know me I was down a hundred percent with it at that point, so no doubt. And then a neon synth score, so I was like, okay, this movie's really starting to you know get me going. And then um, it's like, okay, so we're gonna have this mystery type thing. It's a war film. And she's in a plane, and then they put her down in the, like, gunner area. Um, yeah, it's and, a uh, flying fortress, so it's got the belly the belly gun. Yeah. Uh, where she's in the turret. Which is smart, really. I mean, and it was engaging that entire time. So you had a lot, about 30 minutes of the film was taking place in there, which probably cut the budget by goodness knows how much. Because at that point, you're in a single soundstage with some CGI around you. Um, I think it just dealt with his budget really smart because, frankly, the effects when they happen, some of them are a little dodgy. Don't get me wrong, but for the most part, like, the creatures look great in this. And, um, like, I was actually pretty impressed with the CGI for a movie of this caliber. Um, and it is of that caliber. At first, it gets you, it lures you in thinking this is going to be a serious film. For the thirty minute, first 30 minutes or so, you're like, okay, you know, I'm down, you know. And then it hits a breaking point, and I don't want to spoil it, but I'll just say it's an explosion that really deals with physics in a very interesting way, um, where you're like, okay, um, you know, this film is is not taking itself seriously anymore. And that's when the movie really took off for me, and I was like, okay, yep, I'm down. <laughs> I like this one. Yeah, you, you're right on that. You have, You do have to watch this film. And just be ready for it, because it is bone stupid. Mm -hmm. From any kind of believable point of view or physics, even the story kind of falls apart a little bit. And and there's a, a weird bit. a weird element to the film that doesn't. I don't know what they were trying to do with that other thing. I don't even want to give that away. No, don't give so, it away. Uh, but if you're a this is one of those films that's not great cinema at all. Uh, I think the 4.7 that's on IMDb uh, out of 10,000 reviews is probably accurate. That's about where I'm going to be. It's a five. Uh, but it's a pretty fun movie. It's entertaining because it doesn't take itself seriously. You just have to pack that part of your brain away. And I know exactly the spot that you're talking about where I'm sitting there in the chair going... Actually, mine came before that, right before that scene. Yeah, no, and I And I'm hear. like, 
Okay, I'm done. Put my brain up because this is going to be dumb. Yeah. And it is the rest of the way. And and have, it, it's the, pretty the cool. thing is, I think mainstream audiences are going to like it. There's there's elements of this movie that make you primally enjoy it. You know, there's it hits yeah. on certain emotional nerves where you're like, okay, it's easy to buy into this story, and then it turns out really well. And then Chloe Moretz, Chloe uh, Grace Moretz is great in it. And, uh, uh, she fights a creature at a point, like, and I'm not talking like. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler because the creatures are in the trailer. There's creatures in the film. It's a horror film, and um, I hadn't even seen the trailer, so yeah, there are, they, they are do show the that. That is fine. Yeah, that okay, that is yeah, not that's... a spoiler to say there's creatures in this film. Um, which the I'm creatures like... are great. I, I thought they looked cool. Um, and then, but yeah, there's a scene where she just literally gets in a WWE brawl with a creature, and I'm like, okay, I live for this. This is what, what I live yeah. for in cinema. <laughs> yeah, and they have the real touching kind of moment, you know? And then, yeah, it's it's time to break out. Uh, it's time to go visceral. Yeah, this movie knows exactly and, what it is, yeah. and I, I eat it up. I think some people might take this too seriously, um, but... It's it's really fun. Uh, it is if fun. you're if you're a genre fan and you're okay with movies taking itself not real serious, then you're gonna love this movie. It's a must watch uh, at that point. I don't think it's a great film. I gave it like an eight on the funnel meter, probably like a six on the technical, even an up to a seven overall. And uh, which still highly recommended film. I, yeah. I'd buy this one if I saw it on the store shelves. For sure. I, I don't know that I would buy it, but I will say I do agree with you. While I think I'm going, I haven't rated it yet because I just finished it this evening. But I'm pretty sure I'm going to go with a five because I don't bump up scores too much for the funnel meter. But the funnel meter is, is the factor here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, pack the brain away. Just have a good time with it. It's pretty neat. And it's it's a blast. It's got and, some and, great and cinematography, is, too, at times. Yeah. Uh, and a and, good and it's, pretty, it's pretty suspenseful, i got to say, yeah, for what is. it is. It really has some tension that it builds up all the way to the point and midway through. Well, it's about two-thirds of the way through it when you're finally just, yeah, well, screw it. You know, we're going all some kind of weird Well, even at that uh, time, it's still feature. suspenseful, you know, and, and yeah. you're, by, you're bought in. And, yeah. And uh, it does a good job. It, it does ratchet up the tension really well. So Yeah, I agree. Um, highly recommended so, film. Check it out. Uh, Shadow in the Cloud. Um, don't rent it on digital platforms. Rent this one at Redbox if you can. I actually did. I, I went out. They they didn't have this. They, or no, I'm sorry. I got this one at Redbox today. So okay. I, and it does need a Blu-ray. Unfortunately, they were out. I didn't care. So I just picked up the DVD. It does. Oh, need it is worth seeing on Blu-ray. It's great looking yeah. film. I will say yeah. that it is a lot of well colors. Worth, yeah. worth it on that level. Um, yeah, it, it, it really improves the CGI. I would imagine too. Yeah. Um, I agree. So I, it's the difference of a big price jump in uh, yeah. rental. So. I would buy it though. If Redbox, I'm sure it'll set, at some point have it for sale, and I'll buy it. Yeah, um, I would. You might even be able to get it now. No, I tried. I don't know how uh, long it's been. I out. tried this one. I was excited for. I okay. was ready to re- all in on this one. Um, and then next up is a uh, Gerard Butler film uh, that caught everyone but us by surprise um, from Rick Roman Waugh, uh, who did Shot Caller snitch and angel has fallen so this dude is awesome at that point that's a that's a calling card of films for the action cast here and then he uh decided to capitalize it on a 
a disaster flick called Greenland. Um, of course, with Gerard Butler uh, being the notable guy here, but it's got uh, Marona uh, Bakarin. I, I'm probably I, I believe it's Bakarin. Uh, uh, she's uh, she's was been the, a ton uh, of stuff. Yeah, she's been was the love interest in uh, um, your. Uh, she was oh, in Deadpool. She, what's the Deadpool? Uh, Ryan Reynolds in, film. She was in Serenity as well. That, that's where I knew her stuff. from. Just um, a great actress. Uh, yeah, you know, she's great. She she carries some scenes in here because you know Butler's pretty good, but Butler is more of the action star here. Yeah. Uh, she's she's packing the mail here. Yeah, uh, as far as great, like the dramatic performance, I agree. Yeah. I do appreciate that they let um, that they kind of let Gerard's accent just go on this one. Um, I, I was really happy with that, like the Scottish accent. Um, with that, uh, you know, I'm all for for that. You know, um, so I, I actually think it adds a lot of character uh, to to his character, and eventually the movie actually plays out really well as a character drama. Um, later on in the movie, and I actually bought into the characters, which which Gerard always does a great job of doing, because it's hard to not root for him. I mean, his movies are about as cut and dry patriotic as it gets. This dude, the guy who made this movie, other than Shot Caller, knows exactly what he does. He goes, all right, there's a section of the people that just want a clear-cut good guy to root for, who goes through this stuff to save his family? Who can't buy into that? Yeah, I think you know, I know a guy like that. If you if you if you um, look at Gerard Butler's character in in his movies uh, that this director's made and say, yeah, you know that guy, I don't I don't buy in. Then uh, you know go ahead and click off of this cast at that point because we're just gonna disagree. Uh, he's a he's just a strong actor, you know, and um, I'm not gonna over overdo his performance here but i'm just saying it's easy to buy into his his role here and exactly he's believable yeah and whenever they have him in a role he he doesn't do a bunch of goofy stuff or crazy things for the most part he's doing things that are believable which yeah, helps you buy true. into the average joe he's just one of us uh to a certain you know. I, I will say i would have liked I, I get what they were going for they did that whole rich suburbia type storyline here which i didn't like at first i was like i don't like where this is going because it kind of put that you know one of one of us but really not one of us it's just who we think we are type ideas you know what i mean like everyone mm -hmm. kind of thinks they're in the this higher middle class when we're really not type ideas um but eventually it goes away from that and i really appreciated it because it kind of puts the finger out of that that idea um eventually and i i started really digging it towards the end i i think we had a discussion a little bit more towards the beginning of, of the cast that, that some of the cgi wasn't perfect but for the most part it looked good um good cinematography um for a disaster movie the cgi wasn't bad um, but weirdly enough it's no. not the focus of this movie no, this is uh, while while an action while an action disaster film at heart, it is really one of those films where you're going to find out just how far uh, parents will go to, to to save their son and and their family, and there's some, there is some drama moments to the film. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. as they 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 have to go back and you know they they want to talk about some of the past and make amends for. 
for things that have happened. Uh, but Which all was of some that of better fits elements, really well. Really. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's yeah. some of the better moments because it really makes you buy in. And yeah, that's where Picard time. really comes in great. Mm-hmm. And, and because Butler, this is that's not Butler's strong suit. No. But the two together really work well together. She's really shows her emotion. She's an excellent actress, I think, for mm-hmm. that. Uh, and and he's kind of rough, got that rough exterior like a construction guy would, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what he does. And, uh, you know, so, it, man, they, the casting deserves a, a big nod, I think, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, for the film. Uh, I, I think all in all, you know, for in another fairly... I don't know. This one probably isn't a low-budget film, but it's not a blockbuster either. I mean, they use their budget well. I think that's part of the reason why some of the CGI might have been a little sketchy. But, you know, they did what they could with it. And they kept... What I did appreciate about it was, for the most part, the story plays out... I think they tried to be a tell a straightforward story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, this we was got not disaster coming. Storm at all. And, and, this is way oh, no. better than that. Yeah. yeah. This and, is Gerard and, Butler's redemption of the uh, disaster subgenre yeah. with a geostorm that he was Or in. the day after tomorrow, another not, one, not very good. Yeah. Disaster so. movies I, I don't normally like, so I was a bit trepidatious going into this one because... Usually they're just big CGI spectacles and they end up sucking pretty hard by the end of it, honestly. Um, you know, 2012, I don't like. Uh, it's another one. It just kind of wet the bed by the end of that one. And uh, this yeah. one is one of the better uh, disaster movies in recent memory. This and um, this is better than San Andreas. And that's probably my favorite of the disaster movies that's come out recently. And it's not very good. Um, it's just fun to watch. So... Uh, this takes the helm of the top bar of the disaster subgenre that I could think of right now. And, you know, I mean, it makes for a good time, really. I, I think it was interesting. Yeah. I know you and I will disagree uh, on this one, but I, I think that this film actually in some ways uh, will uh, rivals uh, one of my favorites in that, which you don't like hardly at all, which is Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon is a huge blockbuster film. Uh, which with bigger bigger name stars, and I do like the film a lot more than you. But this is probably the best one I've seen since then. And I'm one of those guys that really likes Armageddon. I'm so I'm strong on that film. So, uh, but it, you know, it takes like a Armageddon. tried and true approach to it, like that one or uh, uh, what's the uh, one that uh, I'll shoot the uh, where the aliens come with Will Smith. Oh, which was a disaster film. Yeah, the, uh, uh, are you talking uh, about Independence Day? Independence Day. Yeah. Another kind of disaster film. This is along those those lines, I think, of being really good, solid films. Yeah. So this one you need to see. Uh, I don't think I'm going to give it a nine. I see. That, I think you gave it a nine, didn't no, you? No, no. No, that was Joey. What? I oh, gave it okay. a seven. I gave this a seven. Out of ten. Okay. I'm, I'm probably in this one for an eight, actually. I could so. see that for sure. I, I think that this movie, um, I love Gerard. I've been, I've actually been sticking up for Gerard a lot recently. Um, so call me a fanboy if you will. I just think that the dude cuts a niche of that market that isn't there anymore, of that B-movie action star, and does right. it 
to a level that nobody else is doing right now. I really don't think that people are matching up to his talent. Call me over-exaggerating. I don't think I am. I mean, Angel Has Fallen is the perfect popcorn action flick of the, the modern generation. This isn't far from that. You know, um, that Hunter Killer movie with the submarine is a really solid mid-range budget type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's doing the Seagal Van Dam thing that just doesn't get much. I mean, people try. You know, Nick Cage, Bruce Willis are trying with these straight-to-video movies, and they just suck. Yeah, and even Seagal and, and Van Dam are trying. I don't think they're matching up to what, what Gerard's putting out. No, he's younger. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make or, apples to oranges comparison because they're very different. But I just think that Gerard Butler's films, I've always said, not every movie needs to be a 10. This is a perfect movie for most people. Most yeah. people, the 7 out of 10 that I'm rating is going to be something that people will remember for a long time, look back fondly, because this is a mainstream film, and it works. You know, I think people, I, I have a hard time believing anyone's going to look at this and go, yeah, I hated that movie. If you do, I mean, you probably just don't like fun, you know, at that point. I, I'm looking at reviews. People seem to like it, you know, and, and that's great. You know, this is the type of movie that no one's going to hate and I, I just I would agree with that not a whole That's lot a of people are not a, not a whole lot of movies are doing that anymore yeah. and um, you know it, it's a solid mainstream action affair and I have a have a huge affinity for that so that, I yeah. mean obviously yeah. this, this is what this podcast is all about so the only guy that really puts one out puts these kind of films out uh, along these lines anymore that are this good I think it's Statham uh, yeah, I uh, Statham, but Statham's are usually a little bit more along the action side with a lot of physical work, you know, gunplay, martial arts, that kind of thing. And his are more hit uh, or miss, I, I think, nowadays. Now, I don't know, maybe Gerard, Gerard's had a, had a bad beginning of his career, but I think once he started realizing what, where he's at, you know, <laughs> it's gotten yeah. quite a bit better. Um, oh yeah, of, but I, I yeah I, I hear what you're saying there. I just think that those are the last, those are the two guys that, you know, you can usually count on to at least have a watchable film. Some of them are not great, but they're at least fun and entertaining. Yeah. And I think when it comes to the drama side of it, it Butler's got some better films. Things like, uh, oh, Shotgun Preacher. It's a great film. Uh, I actually liked know, that somebody, Den of Thieves, by the way. That. That Joe or not Jody Motley really hated. Um, I, oh, I, thought the movie I haven't was great. seen it yet. Um, that's a great movie, actually. Um, I, I really quite enjoyed it a lot. I, I think, I don't know. I, I'm on the Gerard train, man. <laughs> give me, you, give me all the Gerard. You strapped into the cattle guard there in front. I'll watch anything with Gerard <laughs> Butler in it. I wanted to watch this movie when it hit the rental market, and Maddie's like, "I am not letting you spend twenty dollars on this film." And I'm like, "All right, fine. <laughs> the minute this thing gets cheaper." I'm buying it, and, uh, and here we are. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, well, she, she, uh, you get an idea of what Gerard Butler is, you know, before watching the movie. And by the time it was over, she's like, "I didn't hate it." She, this isn't her type of movie, really. Um, this, weirdly enough, she's really into art house and horror, and that's about it. But she was like, "Yeah, I liked it." By the end of it, I think she'd probably give it a similar score, you know, uh, as I did at that point. So even she bought in to the Gerard Butler train. So. She might uh, not doubt it quite as much the next time it comes around. It makes a stop over uh, in our area. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get on the Gerard Butler train. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. 
Uh, yeah, I, I do like a lot of a lot of his films. He's he's got some stinkers, but yeah, he's, no, he's, he does. he's he good does. Film. absolutely does. Um, this one is not one, so check it out. This one gets pretty strong marks from me. Yeah, so. both of these movies are available at Redbox. I think they're actually Redbox originals of some sort. Yeah, because um, I haven't seen them available. Why? I would actually buy both of the movies we talked about today. Um, I'd be willing to to purchase, especially for I would love a 4K Greenland. Um, I would definitely buy that. Um, to check that out on a, on a 4K set. I look great on Blu-ray. I, I watched it in HD. It, it looked nice. Love 4K transfer of that. And, uh, it's quite a bit better than the other stuff I've been watching <laughs> as of recent. So. Yeah, I, I was looking at your list there. you you, you got to be careful. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, uh, do you got anything else you want to add before we close this thing off? No, I'm good to go. All right. Well, I think I, uh, I think think uh, think we'll we'll sign out then. All right. Well, I want to thank y'all for listening, and keep those reels spinning. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies. Hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends and uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.